Do you see the security that comes from knowing that God has pursued you? This is Wednesday, January 17th, and that really is the story behind the three parables of Jesus found in Luke chapter 15. That's what we're looking at this month in our worship services. It is not the story of that we that that which is lost finding itself, but the grace of being sought after and then found by God. That's our story as well. We didn't choose God. He first chose us. We're not where we are in the faith because we're smart or good or because we figured everything out and saved ourselves. No, it's because God sought us. He found us and he brought us home. That's the good news for us. This means we don't save ourselves and we don't keep ourselves secure. God is the one who does. Here is that brief second parable of Jesus that we're looking at, started looking at on Sunday. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. As we look into the case of the coin and the woman who searches for it and found it, we see she must do all the work. The coin cannot do anything to help in the search. It's just a coin after all. Jesus uses this parable to explain why he is pursuing people with his grace. They cannot find themselves. Perhaps you have heard the story of how C.S. Lewis came to faith in Christ. This is the man who wrote such books like the Chronicles of Narnia and many other volumes of literature. He taught at Oxford. He was a defender of faith in Christ. But he didn't begin believing in God or even seeking God. He grew up far from God. As a young man, he was squarely in the atheist camp. He said, I think that I believe in no religion. There is absolutely no proof for any of them. And from a philosophical standpoint, Christianity is not even the best. Wow. He might as well have been offering God a dare. Now, because of a birth defect, his thumbs had only one joint, making sports or doing anything physical much more difficult for him. As a result, he headed toward academia. His readings brought him increasingly into contact with God, not just as an idea, but in the reality of his being. After university, he read a book by a man named John Bunyan entitled Grace Abounding, and he said, I am finding still more and more the element of truth in the old beliefs that I feel I cannot dismiss. There must be something in it. Only what? Later that year, he wrote, I felt as if I were a man of snow at long last beginning to melt. And then not long after that, he said, he was feeling the steady, unrelenting approach of him whom I so earnestly desired not to meet. That which I greatly feared had at last come upon me. I gave in and admitted that God was God and knelt and prayed, perhaps that night the most dejected and reluctant convert in all England. 
You see, he was not seeking God at all. He was actually trying to avoid God, to avoid facing God. But God kept pursuing him. You have to love his comment. He was the most reluctant convert. He didn't want God. But his eyes were open. He was like that coin in Jesus' parable, except worse. He was running from God. But coming to faith turned out to be the turning point of his life. Faith in Jesus connected the dots for him, making sense of everything else he would believe. At one point, Jesus told his disciples, You didn't choose me, but I chose you. And of course, it was true. As he walked along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he called to Peter and Andrew, his brother. They were fishing, and Jesus said to them, Come and follow me. The rest is history. But it's also our story. However you came to faith, God chose you first before you ever chose him. This is true of Abraham, the man God called his friend. God pursued him and called him. It's true for King David. God brought him from tending sheep. He was the least in his own family and completely overlooked, but God chose him. David understood that even as he was being formed in his mother's womb, God was working in his life, preparing him for the future he had for him. And then look at the prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah, Ezekiel. God chose each of them. He came for them. And he has also come for us. Now, the good news is that our place with God doesn't depend on us. This is the heart of the gospel and what makes it so different from traditional religion. The word religion comes from two words that literally mean to bind again or to rebind. Religion is the project of trying to reconnect ourselves to God or restore ourselves to God. This is something that none of us can do any more than a lost coin can find itself. But the good news is that God has restored us. He has saved us. And this is what we rest in every day. This knowledge and awareness that fills our lives and gives us a sense of security and peace. Let's pray. Father God, you have come for us, chasing us down. We would run from you, the source of life, but you faithfully pursue us with your kindness. Enable us to grasp this grace so that we might live in it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.